0: The Mind Aware, 829. Hello, hello. Welcome to the show. I'm so happy you're here. You're listening to Positive Mindset for Entrepreneurs. This is the show where you discover how to leverage the power of mindset and build your business faster. Oh, yeah that's what I'm talking about. I'm Dana Wilde. I am your host. And if you want to feel good, build your business the feel good way, keep that feel good mojo, emotional momentum happening, then you definitely want the Positive Mindset for Entrepreneurs free daily newsletter. You can find it at DanaWild.com slash mantra. DanaWild.com slash mantra. Today, I'm going to tell you the story of the one-armed judo fighter. I just ran across this the other day, and I have to tell you, it sounds like it might be true, but I don't think it is. I think this is one of those parables that people tell, and it really hit me how much it applies to business, and you're going to see what I mean when I tell you the story. So here is the story or the parable or whatever the case may be whether it's true or whether it's not, I still think it's very good. There was a 10 year old boy and he had decided to study judo despite the fact that he had lost his left arm in a very devastating car accident. The boy began lessons with an old judo master and the boy was doing very well and so he can't understand why after three months of training, the master had taught him only this one move over and over and over again. So he would say, you know, sensei, shouldn't I be learning more moves? This is the only move you're showing me. And the sensei, the teacher, right, would say, this is the only move you need to know. And so the boy was like, well, I don't get it. Like, I've, this is one move over and over again. But he was a good student and he believed in his teacher And so he just kept training and he just kept getting really good at that move that he was taught. And then several months later, it was time the teacher, the sensei, took the boy to a tournament. So here's this one-armed 10-year-old boy and he goes into the match and he ends up winning the first match very easily and also won the second match very easily. And the third match... When he was doing it, it took a little bit more time. But finally, his opponent became really impatient with the process and he he charged him. And so the boy used his one move that he'd been practicing to win the match. And so he was still just amazed that he was winning these matches. You know, it was one, two and three and he was done. And now he's in the finals and his opponent is bigger and the opponent stronger and more experienced. And totally the boy looked outmatched. Like it didn't look like there was any way that this boy was going to be able to win this match. So concerned that the boy might get hurt, the referee called a timeout. And he was going to stop the match. But then the sensei intervened and said, no, no, you don't need to stop the match. I know this this looks bad. Right? It looks bad for him. But just... Let him continue. So the match resumed and the opponent made a really critical mistake and he dropped his guard. And instantly the boy used his move, that move, the move that he'd been practicing over and over and over again to pin him. So the boy won the match and he won the whole tournament. So he was the champion. So on the way home, the boy and the sensei, they looked at every move and they talked about the match. And then the boy finally summoned up the courage to ask the real question. So the question he asked was, sensei, how did I win the tournament? Because I only know one move and I only use this one move. So the sensei answered, for two reasons, you've won. The first is that you've mastered one of the most difficult throws in all of judo. So one of the most difficult moves in all of judo you have mastered it that was the move and second the only known defense for that particular move is for your opponent to grab your left arm which of course the boy didn't have a left arm because of his accident so it turned out that the boy His biggest weakness, supposedly, his biggest, quote unquote, weakness, not having a left arm as a judo fighter, had actually become his biggest strength. He used that weakness and it ended up causing him to go to the championship. It became his biggest strength. So I heard this parable and I heard this story and I thought, "Wow, this is exactly what it's like to run a business if you are willing to embrace that thing that you think is your biggest weakness. Because everybody out there, you all have weaknesses that you might consider, quote unquote, defects in your business. So they might be personal defects, or they might be professional defects. You know, you might have something personally where you're like, well, I have a lisp, or I'm really overweight, or I've got some other kind of physical challenge that makes me different or some kind of personal thing that makes me different. I've had eight marriages or whatever the case may be, right? So some kind of biggest defect that you think is the thing that's standing in your way, and this is something personal. Um, For example, mine might be that I'm a high school graduate, but never went to college. You know, it's hard to find another person who's teaching brain science, <laughs> you know, or that the most of the happiness experts out there are people who not only went to college and not only got their master's or their doctorates, but they went to like Harvard or someplace like that. So just being a high school graduate and out here talking about these things would look like a defect. And it doesn't always have to be a personal choice or personal defect. It could be a professional defect, something that might be considered a defect. And by the way, when I say defect, I'm putting like it in quotes. These are things that we think are negative about us or that we think are defects, but actually they're really our biggest advantages. They're really our biggest strengths. So you might say, well, I'm not techie. I'm never going to have a business because I'm not techie or I'm never going to have a business because I don't want to be the center of attention. All of those things that you think are affecting you professionally might be the thing that's building your business. Now, how could that be? How could it be that I could have these things that aren't in my favor and have them be the things that catapult me to success? And the answer is, what if you started leading with them? What if that became your thing? What if you started saying immediately right off the bat, look, I'm not techie and I figured this stuff out. I don't want to be the center of attention, but I figured out how to get on every podcast. I am just a high school graduate, but I can talk to you about brain science in a way that's easy to understand. When you start embracing that thing that you think is your defect and leading with it, what happens is you attract all these other people who have that same defect. You are a completely 100% unique individual. There is nobody in the world who's exactly like you. That's why there is no competition in the world for what you have to offer because nobody can be you. The good news is there are a lot of people in the world who share that specific quote unquote defect with you. And all of those people are going to be looking at you as the champion for their cause, the champion for their thing. So the idea here isn't just to list some defect that doesn't relate to your business at all. But it's about finding that thing that you think is holding you back or the thing that makes you different. Maybe you're in a niche where all of the experts are really slim and beautiful and gorgeous and tanned and all of this stuff. And you don't fit that stereotype. Right? How can you stand out? you your Quote unquote negative characteristics, your quote unquote defects are the things that make you stand out. Those are the things that make you special. Those are the things that put you on stage front and center as examples for those people who are like you. And then what happens when you become the example for those people, you become their hero. And then you give them the opportunity to step up too. So ask yourself. What are the things that you think actually are standing in your way? Oh, I've got six kids. Ooh, maybe that's the thing that helps other parents identify with you, right? What are the things that you think are standing in your way? And maybe that's the thing that's actually your greatest strength. What would be standing in the way of being a judo fighter or maybe having one arm? Unless it becomes your biggest strength. And each and every one of us has something like that, too. So that's the question to ask yourself. What part of my personality or my desires or my background or my professional arena am I looking at as a defect? And it's what's holding me back. And if you can embrace it, ooh man, you've just branded yourself. Isn't that Awesome. Yeah, I thought this was a really good parable too. And here's what I know I know for sure if you're here and if you're listening to this and you are a brain trainer and you are totally getting this. And so that means now it's just a matter of evaluating, looking at it, picking something, deciding, leading with it, talking to people, put your toe in the water, mention it to a few people, see how it sounds. Talk to your followers when I say mention it to a few people. Ask them if any of them have that same defect. Really take those baby steps. Get that support from the people who already are in your sandbox, who know and love you. Doesn't pay to ask your your friends or relatives because they aren't your followers. You want your followers' opinions. You want to see what they think about this because what will happen is you'll get a bunch of them raising their hands saying, yes, yes, you speak to me. You are now the hero for me to get out in the world and do that too. And you've totally got this.